everybody, and welcome to the Little Oracles podcast, an oracle for the everyday creative. I'm Allison Arth. So it's a mini-sode week, and for this opening Tuesday in the month of March, I'm going to look back at our February ABC picks, themed Grief is a Ghost, Heartbreak, Hope, and Spiritual Salvage. So we're talking about Ghost Lover by Lisa Tadeo, Heartbroke by Chelsea Beaker, and The Lesser Bohemians by Emer McBride. And stay tuned to the very end of this episode for a sneak peek at next week's episode. We're going to be launching something new and something pretty exciting here on the Little Oracles podcast. So without further specters and sibyls, let's get into the little reviews. Starting with Ghost Lover, a short story collection by Lisa Tadeo. In reading about this book prior to picking it for book club, I was under the impression that these stories are somehow linked by way of this fictional service that plays a kind of uh, Cyrano de Bergerac for people who want to sound appealing and cool when they're texting with their crushes. And I'm here to tell you first that impression was completely incorrect. That's the armature of one story, the first and the titular story in the collection, Ghost Lover. And though the rest of the stories don't directly engage that conceit, they definitely orbit it, uh, like these little planets of relationship strife and female friendship strife and personal strife over things like age and beauty and sexuality. And honestly, that's basically it. It's a collection of stories about people who are deeply steeped in heteronormativity and in patriarchal standards of beauty, and sometimes it peels those onions for us, and sometimes it really doesn't. It doesn't moralize, it doesn't romanticize really, it's just these snapshots, you know, like too much flash in a dark room. And rather than overexposing our characters, it just kind of blurs them into these, you know, bright white blobs that are mostly featureless and kind of interchangeable, honestly, in their aspects and their perspectives on life. And I, I think that's part of the point, because this collection is definitely a critique of the homogenizing that happens within beauty culture and also of this, you know, grand smearing of femininity that kind of springs competition culture as Athena from the head of Zeus, right? This competition among women for men. And I do want to reiterate here, these stories are big time hetero, okay? I don't think all of that is quite enough to hold this collection together. So the fact that it's a comment on this homogeneity and this general blurring of what femininity is depicted as it's not quite enough to make it really stand out for me as a collection that I would like breathlessly recommend to somebody. Though, you know, if you're into fiction that positions sex and beauty as power and explores that topic, if you like to read women narrators and POV characters that have plenty of room to be messy and gritty and petty, if you like fiction that doesn't like dudes just in general, then this might be for you. It also has sentences that'll cut glass. That is the classic Lisa Tadeo style, but it also has some that kind of made me go, what? There's this one that was, it was early fall, the temperature of ham sandwiches. So I I'm a little confused. 
I don't know, maybe grab Ghost Lover and maybe cherry pick it. Uh, The story 42 won a pushcart prize, so do with that information what you will. The story Air Supply was pretty narratively propulsive, I thought. It had a bit of danger, it had a bit of the sinister, and in its name it's kind of slyly Chekhovian, so if you read it, I'll let you figure that out. Uh, The title story Ghost Lover itself has these interesting ideas, and I hope you hear my question marks there about technology and connection and human distance. So if you do pick it up or if you've read it already, draw me a line over on Instagram at Little Oracles. Let me know what you thought. I'm really curious to know how this book sat with other people because it just, I don't know, it just maybe wasn't for me. So let's turn to another short story collection, Heartbroke by Chelsea Beaker. So where Ghost Lover fell down for me in its uniformity and its kind of generality, I guess, Heartbroke really intrigued me. And let me tell you what I mean by that. So Heartbroke is a collection of short stories that all operate in the same universe, California's Central Valley, and they feature a linked cast of characters across time and location and experience. And so it's definitely uniform in its expression, this collection. And Chelsea Beaker, if you haven't read her, she has voice for days. And she uses it to, I don't know, batten us inside this place, in this very hot and arid and unforgiving place where people are poor and strung out. And they make raisins, like they literally dry things out and wring them of moisture and the life-giving water. Are you picking up what I'm laying down here, (laughs) metaphorically? And whether those people actually exist or whether they talk in the cadences and the formulations that Chelsea Beaker bestows unto them, it kind of doesn't matter because the stories she's telling are just so textured. So Kirk has called this collection larger than life and darker than hell, which I think is a bit extreme, but there is some kernel of truth there. Every story in this collection has that generalized Americana feel to it, and that's by virtue of the writing itself and by some of these really outsized characterizations and plots that veer toward the wackadoo and toward the gallows, too. There's an abusive minor named Spider Dick in one story. There's an obsessive Bonnie who finds her Clyde in another. And all of this serves to kind of deracinate the whole collection and make it feel a little folkloric, honestly. But because it's Chelsea Beaker, and because she's concerned with modern tales that have these trappings, there's this groundedness amongst this tall tale feel and these glimpses of poverty and addiction and the things characters do to transcend their earthly predicaments, if you will. And I'm not going to get too rosy here. Not every story was a hit for me. And sometimes that veneer of voice and that really folksy evocation kind of distanced me from the characters and their plot lines because it does feel artificial at times. But if you're into Americana tinged fiction, and I'm thinking of Elizabeth Crook or Karen Russell, or of course the Titan in that space, Annie Proulx, or if you're interested in the intersection of modernity with the quote unquote frontier, again, Annie Proulx comes to mind, but also like Coen Brothers movies, then you might like Heartbroke. And finally, we come to my latest obsession, the lyrical, the lovely, the heartbreaking Emer McBride 
Guide, and today we're talking about her novel, The Lesser Bohemians, which was our core book for February. So this book is Amor McBride's second novel, and if you want to hear me wax about her first one, A Girl is a Half-Formed Thing, go back and listen to episode two. So if you're new to Amor McBride, she's an Irish author, and she has this incredible signature writing style that's poetic and heavy and syntactically experimental, like she messes with word order in the most searing and meaningful ways, and she brings all of that and more to bear in The Lesser Bohemians. And in a sense, the plot of this book is immaterial. But I'll just say it's a love story. It's told from the viewpoint of a young woman who's just gone off to university. It's the mid-1990s in London, and there are mixtapes and smoking on sidewalks at three in the morning and sketchy flophouse flats and an older man and bars and beers and brawls and so on and so forth. But the plot points are not what make this book so extraordinary. It's the writing. It's the way that Amy McBride shows in words what it's like to want someone like viscerally and to have your heart broken by someone and to wallow and wonder and pine. And this is a rough book. I'm not going to lie to you. It deals with sexual abuse and violence and addiction and familial discord and recovery. But it's also one of the most indelibly real depictions of what it's like to come of age and experience first love and just be in that whirlwind time of life, you know? The writing isn't a stream of consciousness. It's a deluge, really. It just comes pouring out of our narrator, and it doubles back and creates its own tides, almost. And if the uniqueness and intensity of expression aren't enough to recommend it, Amy McBride plays with literal scale on the page, like reducing font sizes to show our characters asides or her most secret thoughts, Kind of like the way Phoebe Waller-Bridge shows the fullness of her protagonist in Fleabag, with those furtive looks to the camera and talking out the sides of her mouth. That's really the feeling I got when I was reading The Lesser Bohemians. It's just this messy, flailing, wholehearted humanness. And that's the review, I guess, just that, you know, I'm obsessed and (laughs) Emer McBride haunts me. So if you like stream of consciousness in writing, if you like messy girl narratives, if you liked Fleabag, honestly, then check out The Lesser Bohemians. And PSA, always, always check content warnings before you crack open any book I review or any book you're considering, really. Reading should be safe and it should be transporting and beautiful. So take those extra few minutes to set yourself up for a good experience. And there you have it. February's ABC picks reviewed and our hearts have been broken and hopefully mended and our spirits salvaged I would hope. Thanks so much for tuning in, for hanging out. If you like Little Oracles, leave a review wherever you listen and don't forget to subscribe. Follow at Little Oracles on Instagram for more big book energy and creativity content and DM me if you want to join our creative and bookish little discord. Check out the blog at littleoracles.com and as always, take care, keep creating, and stay divine. you stuck around for the secret announcement coming up next week we're launching a creative chats series conversations with creatives of all kinds starting with writer artist entrepreneur and interiors influencer 
Lindsay Stewart. Well, that actually brings me to creative ebb and creative flow and ruts, if you want to call them that. Is that when you shift your career? Well, number one, I'm constantly reinventing myself. I mean, if there was an evolution poster, it would just me be doing cartwheels around like a fire pit. <laughs> I've had things that I've built, you know, evolve and take off. And I've had a few things, you know, not do anything, right? And all of it is an opportunity to learn from. And all of it is an opportunity to be humble. There's a reason why creative people need to bow out and sit down sometimes and why they need grace and patience. And I mean, it's no joke. I think that you're really onto something here about not creating these boxes that we need to fit into. I think the best thing we can remind ourselves is to be unboxable. From a creative mindset, it's really important to look at what you do, not necessarily for a paycheck, but what you do that makes you happy. The whole point is home first and foremost. Your space, your loves, your taste, your style, that's you. I'm so excited to share our conversation. I'll see you next week.